Hello, and welcome to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly Podcast for the week commencing the 19th of April, 2021. In InfoSec news this week, a new supply chain attack has made the headlines. The software company CodeCov recently disclosed a major security breach after a threat actor compromised its infrastructure to inject a credential harvester into one of its tools named Bash Uploader. Code Coverage is one of the major metrics companies providing code testing solutions to a broad range of organizations, including Atlassian, PNG, GoDaddy, and the Washington Post. The security breach itself appears to have taken place on January the 31st, but was discovered on April 1st by one of its customers. To quote the release, on Thursday, April 1st, 2021, we learned that someone had gained unauthorized access to our Bash Uploader script and modified it without permission. The actor gained access because of an error in CodeCov's Docker image creation process which allowed the actor to extract credentials required to modify our Bash uploader. Once the breach was discovered, CodeCov immediately secured its infrastructure and began investigating the incident with the support of a third-party forensic firm. The company also reported the incident to law enforcement. The investigation revealed that the threat actor gained periodic access to the Bash uploader script, making changes to add malicious code. The malicious code would allow the attacker to intercept uploads and scan and collect any sensitive information, including credentials, tokens, or keys. The breach also impacted many other products of the company using the Bash Uploader script, including CodeCov Actions Uploader for GitHub, the CodeCov Circle Orb, and the CodeCov BitRise Step. According to the company, the tainted version of the Bash Uploader script could potentially affect any credentials, tokens, or keys which customers were passing through their CI runner which would be accessible when the Bash Uploader script was executed. And by extension, any services, data stores and application code which could be accessed with these credentials, tokens or keys. The company have given a list of countermeasures they have adopted to address the situation, including rotating all relevant internal credentials, including the key used to facilitate the modification of the Bash Uploader, auditing where and how the key was accessible, setting up monitoring and auditing tools to ensure this kind of unintended change cannot occur to the Bash Uploader again, and working with the hosting provider of the third-party server to ensure the malicious web server was properly decommissioned. Security researchers have observed that the Ryuk ransomware attacks from this year have relied more often on compromising exposed RDP connections to gain an initial foothold on a target network. The actors have been running large-scale brute force and password-spraying attacks against exposed RDP hosts to compromise user credentials. Another vector for initial compromise was spear phishing and the use of the Call campaign to distribute malware through malicious call centers which targeted corporate users and directed them to weaponized Excel documents. Researchers have stated that the Ryuk attackers ran reconnaissance on the victims in two stages. Once, to determine the valuable resources on the compromised domain, such as network shares, users, and active directory organization units, and with the second time, the objective being to find information on the company's revenue to set a ransom amount which the victim can afford to pay to recover systems. To enumerate the active directory information, Ryuk ransomware operators rely on the tried-and-tested AdFind, or AD query tool, and the post-exploitation tool Bloodhound, which explores relationships in active directory to find attack paths. Getting financial details on the victim, however, relies on open source data. Researchers say that the actors search on services like ZoomInfo for information about the company's recent mergers and acquisitions, along with other details which can increase the profitability of the attack. Additional reconnaissance is carried out using the Cobalt Strike post-exploitation tool, 
which has become a standard in most ransomware operations, and scans that reveal the security products like antivirus and endpoint detection response defending the network. The researchers say that the actor engages other cybercriminals to learn about the defences on a network they attack to find a way to disable them. Among the newer techniques the researchers saw Ryuk ransomware utilising was the use of KeyThief, an open-source tool for extracting credentials from KeyPass. KeyThief works by extracting key material, such as master passwords or the key file, from the memory of a running KeyPass process with an unlocked database. This is being used to bypass EDR and other defences by stealing the credentials of a local IT administrator with access to EDR software. Another new tactic has been to deploy a portable version of Notepad++ to run PowerShell scripts on systems with PowerShell execution restrictions. Ryuk has now been in the ransomware business for a long time and is known as a tough negotiator. It's estimated that they've collected a total of $150 million minimum in ransom payments with one victim ending up paying $34 million to restore its systems. Given these figures, it does make sense the actor has switched to new tactics, techniques and procedures to stay ahead of the game and keep the lucrative ransomware business running. And speaking of the Bazaar campaign, the Bazaar load of malware is leveraging worker trust in collaboration tools such as Slack and Basecamp in email messages with links to malware payloads, according to researchers. In a secondary campaign aimed at consumers, the attacks have also added a voice call element to the attack chain, this known as Bazaar Call. The Bazaar Loader Downloader itself, written in C++, has the primary function of downloading and executing additional modules. First observed in the wild last April, and since then, researchers have observed at least six variants, signalling active and continued development. It's been recently observed being used as a staging malware for ransomware, particularly the aforementioned Ryuk. With a focus on targets in large enterprises, Bazaar Loader could potentially be used to mount a subsequent ransomware attack, according to an advisory issued by Sophos last week. According to researchers, in the first campaign spotted, adversaries are targeting employees of large organisations with emails which purport to offer important information related to contracts, customer service, invoices or payroll. One spam sample even attempted to disguise itself as a notification that the employee had been laid off from their job. The links inside the emails are hosted on Slack or Basecamp cloud storage, meaning they can appear to be legitimate if a target works at an organisation which uses one of these platforms. And in the era of remote working, the odds are good that this is the case. Researchers have been suspecting that Bizarre Loader could be related to or authored by the TrickBot operators. TrickBot is another first-stage loader malware often used in ransomware campaigns. According to an advisory issued by Sophos, they looked into the connection and found that the two malwares used some of the same infrastructure for command and control, corroborating this theory. Thank you very much for listening to the Italian Threat Intel Weekly podcast. Please do not hesitate to contact us should you wish to discuss anything outlined here, and thank you very much for listening.